This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Yesterday, in episode number 39, you guys heard from Crystal Huang. Now, she does 171,000 bucks a month and is crushing most men in the startup space. You want to go listen to that right now. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning, good morning, good morning. I have already consumed a full glass of coffee from Mill Mountain here in Roanoke, Virginia. You're gonna love our guest this morning. His name is Chad Newell, and he's founder and CEO of Media Bakery Stock Photography. He's COO at Global State PLC and at the Image Bank, which was acquired by Getty Images. Now, he's got over 17 years in the stock photo licensing space. Chad's a domain expert. Watching him scroll through thousands of images in seconds, it's always entertaining to really watch him point out commercially viable photos and remind us all that the beauty is always in the eye of the beholder. Chad, are you ready to take us to the top? I am, Nathan. Thanks. So this is, you're like, you don't sound very excited. Okay, I'm pumped up on caffeine. So pardon the little energy deficit we have going on here. That's all right. That's all right. Well, so guys, Chad and I have been trying to do this for a while. Those of you listening that have kids, maybe you loved Carrie Wilkerson's episode in episode episode number 12. She's got four kids. If you're a parent listening, Chad's a great guy to listen to. He's got kids. In fact, we tried to schedule this chat a while ago and I could tell you were driving your car. Your kids were going to camp and you said, we need to reschedule. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes you get that uh, last minute uh, daddy bomb that lands on your lap where you got to take control and help out the missus. Happy, happy wife, happy life. There you go. Hey, guys, you heard it here first. That's hashtag daddy bomb. All right, Chad, (laughs) walk us through a little bit about your story. Start us first. What company are you focused on right now? Yeah, you know, I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Snapwire. And Snapwire is an innovative approach to stock photography in the sense that it allows sort of aspiring photographers who really don't have a a way or a path to selling their photos to businesses and brands who may want to consume that photo for commercial reasons, i.e. they want to tell their brand story. Uh, The shortest way that a brand can do that is through a photograph. And Many, many photographers have obviously the camera in their pocket, and uh, we've all taken that camera out, taken a picture, and said to ourselves, hey, I, that's a pretty nice looking photo. I bet you that could sell someday. I bet you that would sell uh, what they're really saying is commercially. And um, so what we've created is a platform called Snapwire that it basically allows anybody to actually submit photos to real, uh, real requests from real brands and businesses that are looking for images and what that, why that's different is that the traditional image buyer has to go to a sort of a retail environment, like a, a, a you know a search box, if you will, and type in keywords. They have to come up with those keywords. It's a very long tail process, mm-hmm. and oftentimes, you know, uh, buyers are are stuck with overused, overcontrived images. What Snapwire does is it allows that buyer to go launch that request, and then uh, talented photographers uh, submit those photos to to match. So walk us through. So I understand Snapwire. I've done done research a bit. Walk us through how do you make money and and how do the photographers make money? Well, on our platform, when a photographer sells a photo to a business or a brand through our, our, our photo challenge concept, uh, they keep seventy percent. And as a transact- the photographer does, yeah, that's correct. 
And we're a, a transaction platform, so we keep 30 to, to run the business. But as a secondary exercise, any photo that's submitted to a, a photo contest that's launched by a brand um, has a chance to live in a growing library that we've created. So there's a secondary chance for reward for the photographer. And when the photo sells in the library, they keep 50%. And then Snapwire keeps 50%. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So you're obviously pushing, you're trying to get most of your volume going through that since your margins are higher. Well, not necessarily. The reason that the margins are higher on behalf of Snapbar is because we then pipe a subset of that content out to our partners, such as Getty Images and uh, Corbis, uh, some some of the big incumbents in the space. Okay, interesting. Now, do these partners, Getty Images, Corbis, etc., do they pay you some fee to access your database of images? Well, actually, we send the photos to those partner sites, and when, when those photos sell on those partner sites, they send us the the royalty or the earnings oh. for that photo, and then in and then in turn we uh, split that with our photographer community. Okay, I guess that's my question. So you got a hundred percent, obviously, of initial sales, seventy percent to right. photographer, thirty two percent to you. Where does the margin for Getty Images come in? That would be through the sort of the library side of things. So in the use case of a $100 photo selling on Getty Images, SnapR would see $50, and then we would split that 50-50 with the photographer, where the photographer keeps 25 and SnapR keeps 25 I see, I see, I now, see. So Getty all, keeps 50 bucks then from there. That's correct, yeah. I and see. that's pretty traditional in this space. But on our request flow, our photo contest flow, which is a different flow for SnapWire, uh, this photographer keeps 70% when the photo sells directly on a photo contest. Chad, I can only imagine that this is pissing some of the larger incumbents off. I mean, everyone's walking around with, a, you know, everything we have on our phone these days. Basically, in a DSLR, you'd say 10, 15 years ago, it was super expensive. Now, everyone's a photographer. I mean, are you guys, who, who is, who, whose business, who are you guys going to put out of business in the photo stock space because of how, the innovation model around your uh, your business model? You know, we, we, we had the confidence to build SnapWire based on a couple of observations. One, there's this enormous pool of photography uh, coming to, to market, lots of it shot by talented photographers having no way to sell those photos. At the same time, our image buyers in the space have been asking for this kind of content. Authentic is the buzzword, right? So we hear that often. Um, you know, we feel that the demand-driven or the collaboration economy is so... Uh, popular because the millennial generation is consuming this way. It gave us the confidence to build this kind of a platform. And, and in our industry, we have been trying to build a scalable assignment model for decades. We just couldn't do it. Is that what this is called, the assignment model? This is really, at the end of the day, it's an assignment model. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that, what and, does that mean? Well, meaning, you know, you you a brand or a business wants to hire a photographer to shoot a specific custom photo. Got right? it. Got it. So it's a, it's quite different. So yes, I think this is disrupting the incumbents. What I actually think will happen at the end of the day is that the incumbents will find extreme value in what Snapwire is building. It provides a different value proposition to the buyer than they can currently find on existing stock, retail stock sites. Um, so yeah, I think once we actually uh, prove the model out over time, um, will become very interesting to some of the incumbents. Yeah, Chad, you're so, you're so articulate. I love this. I'm going to I'm going to pull back a little bit of of what you said to see if I I can shine a spotlight here. So you obviously already know all the folks that make the yeah. M and A decisions at Getty Images via your work at the Image Bank. This is a lesson I think for top tribe folks in understanding that these kinds of relationships you're building in the world are not one time, especially in Chad's case here, because as he builds and his team builds Snapwire, he also understands, he's probably still in touch with many folks at Image Bank, or sorry, at Getty Images that acquired Image Bank, and he can understand positioning if one day, Chad, you guys do decide you want to go the sale route. That's right, exactly. Yeah, it's super important to hear that. Um, you know, business is doing 
business with people at the end of the day, and people thrive on relationships. And important to have the earliest relationships that you uh, forge today, even with students, your peer sets, uh, early careers, um, and maintain those in good rapport going through the decades and the years ahead, because mm-hmm. you'll end up calling back on those for favors and or uh, building and, and strategizing on new new business models. I couldn't agree more. So give us a sense again, the photo space, it's growing fast. There's a lot of new models coming in. Can you give me a sense of scale in an average day in July? How many photos was Snapwire selling? Um, average July photo sales, uh, we're looking at about 600 photos through the, for the period, I'd say. For, in a so, day or the whole month? Oh, for the whole month. Okay. You know, we're an early company. We just launched in July of 2014. You know, uh, these are laughable numbers by comparison to some of the big incumbents. But Come on, for, Chad. These aren't, you can't say that. All these, all uh, these new entrepreneurs listening to the show, no, they're, no, you got to start somewhere, right? It's absolutely important. What my secondary statement was going to be was, is that <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah, no, in the world of startups, I mean, these this is uh, the hockey stick inflection that uh, investors are looking for, and the confidence to you for you to take it to the next level. Um, you know, you can look at the biggest incumbents of any vertical and see how giant they are. And for uh, for any company to take a bite out of their hide, I think you have to look at what you can do month over month by period over period and, and growth and whatever your growth KPI is going to be. Is, is your important measurement. For us, it's a combination of how many images come into Snapwire, the number of users we acquire, and of course, almost secondarily at this point in our, in our growth stage, revenue is sort of ranking third or perhaps even last. It's more important to make sure that the model works and that the dogs like the dog food before you actually take uh, under the pressure of, of making sure revenue is, ex- is exorbitant. Well, and I think you're probably comfortable putting revenue at three because you're very confident in the, in the causal nature or the correlated nature that number one and number two have with driving revenue. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think it's ensuring that um, you're listening to your users, that you're building a product that they want and ensuring that what you have built is actually working before you can take it to the next step for scale. And of course, every company has uh, you know a phase and we are just entering what's called our growth phase. Mm-hmm. And incidentally, we're raising financing associated with that. How much financing are you guys looking for? You know, we're looking for a first seed round. So this is in the life cycle of a startup. This is the first price round of the company. Um, we're looking for one and a half million. And are you going to do that? Sometimes people will say a convertible note is priced. Some people say it's not priced. You got to do an equity round first. Are you guys doing note or equity? You know, we've already done our note rounds. So we oh, raised okay. about a million, a million eight on the company to date in a note. Uh, stage and that was done since 2012 and we've tranched along the way to finish at 1.8 and now we're going out for a seed round. That seed round will actually bridge us to what's called the A round. Mm -hmm. That A round is really what's positioning us for hyper growth. So we'll take the seed and tee it up for a big growth round with our our A round. Guys, I want to pull out something real quick Chad just said. He kind of breezed over it but he said we did our seed round and we tranched it. We also did this at Hayo. I didn't know it was possible but thank the Lord we did. I want to very quickly our or actually, Chad, can you very quickly articulate what tranching your seed round means? Yes, excuse me. I, yeah, I'm using terms. But the, the, the tranching essentially allows you to raise money. And you say you set a goal for a million and a half or a million, um, but the company needs to live and survive and eat lunch every day. So you can take money off, off of that financing goal as you move along. And so long as the financial documents sort of support that, in the case of a convertible note, 
um, you collect the funds when, when the investor is ready to commit those funds. You don't have to hold them necessarily into an escrow and have them accumulate in a total value before they sweep those funds. One tactic we use that worked very well, and it's very important in fundraising, is to control your supply-demand curve. You as a company, there's demand for you from investors, and obviously there's only one piece of supply. So one of the things we did that worked really well is we told people, we, we knew our lead investor, who's the one that's going to put in the most, wanted to put in 250. We told everyone we only know, only wanted to raise 200K, which meant I could send ethically, send out emails with a subject line, we're oversubscribed. That's right. Right. And then what happened was we built into that initial note saying we had the right at the terms articulated in that note to raise up to 750K. So what happened was as time went on and more people that missed out on the initial close wanted to get in, we were able to very quickly close additional capital if we needed it because the terms were already set. It was literally a wire transfer. Yeah, it goes back to people doing business with people and human beings have this innate nature in them to not want to miss out on the next big thing. And uh, what you effectively did was create hyper demand for your for your deal. Well, there you go. And you guys are doing it as well. Last number I want to ask before we get into my favorite part of the show, Chad, what is the average sale price of a photo through Snapwire? So as I uh, described earlier, we have two sides to our business, the library side and then this photo contest or this request or this photo challenge side. So I'm using the words sort of intermittently, but um, in our product, they, they're positioned as such. Our average, you know, this period, this month alone, our average return per order on the request side is $800 per image. It's an enormous amount of money per per image con- by contrast to what normally happens out in the marketplace. Wait, wait, I don't understand. People are paying 800 bucks for a single image? Yeah, that's right. Because if you think about it, if you're really trying to get a custom image, you might actually be doing a custom shoot essentially with a big brand and their budgets typically are twenty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars for a shoot. And oh my gosh. Get that pared down to several thousands of dollars and they buy a couple images, you your average return per image can be quite high. You know, Wait, what is what does that mean? What is average return per image? Is that the same as average selling price? That's the average selling price for an image. Okay. Um, that's correct. Chad, I thought and, you were gonna say like a dollar fifty. No, no. This is what's so great about Snapwire. We're actually driving image price up in a time and age where images are given away for free. Yeah. They're stolen often. Uh, yeah, there, it's photography and commercially viable photos and licensing those photos is a business that'll stay for a long time. Well, guys, there you heard it from Chad in July. They did about 600 photos in that month at about 800 bucks per image on one side. On one side, on the on the one, they right. have a library and challenge. But let's just assume for number's sake, it's 800 bucks. You can see there where the math works out. It makes sense. They're raising capital about somewhere around 40, maybe more, maybe a little bit less, about 40K per month in top line transaction volume through the platform. About accurate, Chad? You know, it's, uh, you know, I'm not at liberty to say, but you're, you're pretty close. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, uh, again, guys, really valuable Top Tribe, another business model this morning. I love learning like this. Okay, Top Tribe, I want to give you more brain juice this month, totally free. If you're loving this episode, text the word Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, to 33444 for your chance to win a prize on an upcoming show. The next prize is a pack of 14 business books valued at 250 bucks if you bought them on Amazon. And these books are the ones that Mark Zuckerberg thinks every entrepreneur must read. Chad, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. Do you know what's next? <laughs> Q&A, huh? Time for the Famous Five, brother. You ready? <laughs> yes, let's All go. right. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Leadership and Self-Deception. 
Um, it's a great book that really talks about many of the things that we have uh, touched on today, and that's just people principles, right? Um, getting getting you to understand your team, what their position is, and their perspective of something is quite. Um, you know, for CEOs that are busy and A types, you know, you, you end up siloing your thought process into what you what matters to you and what your vision is. But understanding what your team's desires are in an interpersonal level, even from the product perspective or how the business model works, is a super critical uh, fundamental thing that you as a CEO have to uh, mm. comprehend and nurture in your team. It fosters relationships and uh, builds a family environment. And you want your team to care just as much as you do. Well, guys, we will link to all the numbers articulated in the show along with a full transcription of the show and all the links the books chat has mentioned and the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top six seven again that's nathanlatka.com forward slash the top six seven chad number two which ceo are you following or studying right now uh, you know, <laughs> Sean Malarkey and I just talked about that, and I promise I'd plug him. So Sean Malarkey, good friend, <laughs> good friend, great entrepreneur, growth hack, fantastic uh, observer of data. Are you uh, in Santa Barbara? I am. Oh, ah, yeah. very cool. So, guys, yeah, you'll lo- you'll love. Street. You're down the street from Sean. Yeah, I've stayed in his guest house. I probably oh, yeah. his view is amazing. He took me surfing. I broke my back almost on his skate swing in his backyard. You guys are gonna love the episode with Sean. It's episode number seventeen. He walks us through how he sold twenty thousand units of his ninety-seven dollar linked influence course. It's amazing. I love Sean as well. Chris, that's too funny. Or Chad, that's funny. Small yeah, world. It's, it's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. All right, number three. What's your favorite online tool? Uh, you know my um, my favorite online tool is Percolate. Percolate. What does it do, real quick? Um, it allows you to track um, emo- emails when they're. Excuse me, I, I misspoke, buddy. I meant to say Sidekick. <laughs> sidekick uh, from HubSpot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sidekick. There and, you and go. And a guy in my position, um, you want to know who's opening your email at all times, and for very strategic reasons, um, and how often and how frequent they do. Uh, sidekick is an amazing tool for this. So, guys, if you're looking to raise capital right now, especially startup entrepreneurs, it's great to use Sidekick or Follow Up or Boomerang by Baden because you'll see if investors or potential investors are opening their email when they're opening, if they're ignoring you because they just haven't seen it, or if they're ignoring you intentionally. Uh, That's right. Or BD deals, right, Chad? That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. very good, very good. Okay, um, real quick, how many kids? How many kids do you have? You have two. Two. Okay, so two kids, married. I'm, I'm curious. You're building something that's going to be very successful. I want to know if you're doing it in a balanced way. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? It depends on which cycle of my life and the company I am, am in at. <laughs> so fundraising life, uh, really difficult to get those eight hours of sleep. You're cranking long hours, 2.30 in the morning oftentimes, preparing financials, doing decks. Yep. Uh, I, do tr- I do see the difference when I don't get my eight and when I do get my eight. There you go. Uh, you do have to strive to get your eight. And you're, uh, just to be clear, you're CEO of Snapwire, right? That's correct. How many yeah. folks are on the team? There's six of us. Six. Okay, great. That's just extra context. And real quick, um, this is important for number five of the famous five. How old are you right now? I am 43. Okay, 43. So take me back. Take me back 23 years. If you don't yeah. tell me too many details, but if you wish your 20 year old self knew one thing, Chad, what would it be? Uh, my, if I, to reinvest not only into yourself, 
to stay current and affluent on every technology and don't take your eye off the ball. It is so easy to get stuck into uh, thinking that you know exactly what it is that you need in order to get the job done, but that is absolutely not the case. Today's generation of entrepreneurs have an abundance of wealth at their fingertips. Uh, Master it, watch from others, learn, continuously watch videos, start up videos, um, and you won't uh, lose your pulse. There you go. Well, Chad, you're building something special. If people want to watch Snapwire or watch you online, where can they connect with you? Uh, they can connect with me um, on Facebook. That's uh, Chad R. Newell. Um, and they can also connect with me directly on email, chad at snapy.re. Well, top tribe, another day, another great kickoff. Hopefully your jog is wrapping up now or you're almost to work if you're driving to work. Chad brought the gold. Launched about a year ago, now doing over 600 photos per month in volume at 800 bucks an image. Chad, you're crushing it. You're raising financing. Thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah, you're welcome. And don't forget to check out our Seed Invest campaign. This is a, another concept that uh, young entrepreneurs should be aware of. It's the deregulation and the Jobs Act that allows uh, uh, young entrepreneurs to do a, what's called a Reg A plus financing, basically micro uh, IPOs to, to the crowd. I'm going to get that link from you via email, Chad, and put it in the show notes, okay? Yep, absolutely. All right, again, guys, that nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 67 for a link to that reggae financing, microfinancing, mini IPO model. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Take care. Coming up tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, you're going to hear from Tim Fargo in episode 41. He went from bankrupt in 1991 to a big, big, I'm talking millions and millions of dollars in a sale in a very weird industry. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies. 